and I know I'm meant for more beyond what I do with my family. I know I'm meant to do something. I just don't know what it is. How do I find that something? And I tell people, if you're trying to find what you are good at, if you're trying to find your potential, if you're trying to identify your calling, what you were designed for, because I'll tell you right now, I was designed for exactly this. I'm doing exactly what I'm meant to do. I'm Christy Code Red, and you're listening to Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle, where we believe food holds the power to heal or poison, and we believe our society has been misled regarding proper nutrition and weight loss. You're in the right place if you're looking for some straight up truth, because I'm here to shed light on the lies and brainwashing that has taken place over the past five decades. Thanks so much for listening. Welcome back to another episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. I'm your host, Christy Code Red, author, entrepreneur, retired professional boxer, and yep, yep, it's a solo podcast without Carrie Thompson. That's okay. I need to do that once in a while because technically this is just my podcast. And I just am lucky enough to grab her and it's always much more fun to do it with her. But once in a while, I do need to do it by myself. You know, you learn to kind of lean on people and sometimes it becomes a crutch. So it's good for me to do these solo podcasts for you once in a while. And today we're talking about finding the potential. And this kind of started here with my, uh, this podcast idea kind of came from my latest rescue dog, Vince. Now, Vince that we call Vin, Vin Diesel, Vinnie the Pooh. Vin Vin, you know, (laughs) Vinny. I rescued him uh, from the shelter in March of 2021. And I rescued rescued Annabelle in April of 2015. She's now nine years old. And she's been the greatest thing that ever. I mean, we just, we adore her. But she's nine now. And I've been wanting for a while to get another rescue dog. I, I know I have the time. I have the house you know, size. I have the the energy. I have the patience. And I really wanted another rescue dog. So I thought about this for about a year. I planned for it. I wanted to be home. I wanted to be present. And I wanted to get a, a younger dog. Nobody really wants to, well, we didn't really want a puppy and we wanted a rescue, but I was open for getting whatever kind of dog, a dog, you know, my criteria was I wanted a dog that could keep up with me that wanted a dog that could, that needed a lot of exercise because I'm out all, all the time every day. And I wanted a dog that was a little bit on the younger side. That way, when I can hardly even say it, but when Annabelle does go on to be with Jesus someday, it's going, we're going to have this dog for longer and maybe it'll help cushion the blow of you know, how devastating that's going to be. So when I went to the shelter, they, they called him Lobo. <laughs> we quickly changed that into Vince. And he had been returned to the shelter at six months old. And in his paperwork, it said that he was just a horrible dog, that he tore everything up, that he barked all the time, that he chewed things up, that he was food aggressive, that he was just awful. But they also left him alone for 14 hours a day. It actually said that in the paperwork. So when they returned him at six months old... He was bare, he hadn't been broken on the leash. He hadn't he had been potty trained, but he was not socialized. He was not sent to a dog park. He was not you know, he hadn't been around people and things. He hadn't been exposed to things at all. And so naturally he had a ton of energy, half lab, half German shepherd. He had a ton of energy and he was adopted out three more times over the next 3 months. So over the course of 9 months that he'd been on this planet, He had been adopted and returned four times. 
So when I came along, you know, there was actually, I was the first one at the shelter and the first one to see him. I actually, there was a line of people waiting behind me. And I sat with him in the playroom, you know, where they let you sit there. And of course, he's just absolutely full of so much energy. He's jumping on me. I thought, okay, you know, I'm I'm pretty good with dogs. And I you know everything. I've been watching Cesar Milan for 16 years, you know, so everything I know is from Cesar. And and I'm, I'm good. I'm consistent. I thought these are some habits that I can break. I know I can work with this dog. And I said to the the shelter workers, I said, I need a dog who needs a lot of exercise. And they said, oh man, we never hear that. And I said, I, I want to take him running every day. I want to take him mountain biking. I want to take him hiking. I want him to be able to keep up with me. So I decided to go ahead and, and rescue Lobo. And we quickly, you know, we quickly changed his name to Vince. And he started, he was very smart. And he started picking up on the rules of the household very quickly. And there were a lot of things that his old house let him do, like get on the furniture and jump up on people that I quickly broke those habits. And I was very consistent with them. He gets three to six miles a day of walking or running. He mountains bikes with miles in the mountains. But as we've had him now for six months, there are just some things that he does. It's so frustrating. He's so full of energy and really not even frustrating to me as much as Miles. He he just he has separation anxiety. We do keep him in the crate when we're gone because he does chew things up. He likes to chew blankets. If he's left alone, he doesn't when we're here. So I've been talking to Carrie and Miles gets very frustrated with him, you know, and he he's he's always kind of like yelling at him and Vince, geez, Vince, geez, you know, he just he doesn't have, you know, Miles Miles is 62 years old. He just doesn't have the patience that I do. And I absolutely love him. And Vince is very attached to me. He's underfoot all the time, which I like. I like feeling a dog next to me all the time. You know, and he gets in the kitchen and Miles almost trips over him. And so we just noticed that there are a few things that he does that is he seems to constantly have just so much energy. And no matter what I do, I can never, ever make a dent. And I can't, I can't wear him out. I can't make a dent in the amount of energy. I mean, we we ran the other day for uh, 7.2 miles. Vince and I did. I didn't take Annabelle. She can't do that kind of mileage anymore. And I'm not kidding you. He just sat and looked at me. I mean, I was trashed. You guys know I'm not much of a runner. I mean, I just, sometimes I like to do hard things. And that was hard for me, especially because the last mile was straight up a hill. And he just looked at me like he had just woken up. I mean, I don't know what, nothing makes this dog tired. So I was talking to Carrie and I said, you know, I said, I just, I, I, there are a few habits that Vince has that I just don't know how to correct. I don't know what to do with them. I don't feel like I'm fulfilling his needs. I don't feel like I'm giving him what he needs. And Carrie said, Christy, we have to find the potential in Vince. We have to find what he has the potential to do and what he has the potential to be. He's very smart being half lab, half German shepherd. You know, police dogs, German Shepherd, those are, we know that they're not stupid dogs. And we know that labs, you know, are seeing eye dogs and bomb sniffing dogs and so many, you know, some of the greatest dogs in the world are Labrador retrievers. And so I know he's got potential for something. And Carrie said to me one day, I was just talking to her and I was frustrated. I said, you know, I just don't know. I feel like I'm failing him as a handler, as a pet owner, as a dog mom. And she said, why don't you take him to dog training school? It'd be good for both of you guys to go to dog training school together and then maybe put him through the courses to become a therapy dog. And I said, oh, a therapy dog. And she said, that way you and Vince can go into the hospitals and you could teach him how to jump up on the bed and you could teach him how to, you know, lay really quietly for people to, I I don't know a lot about this, you guys. So please just grace me here. I don't know a lot about therapy dogs and I, I would have to take the courses and go through all the training, you know, I would have to do that. But the point is, 
we're trying to find the potential in Vince. I'm trying to identify what would be a good job for him, what would be a good life for him to make him feel fulfilled, to make him feel like he's doing something. He clearly needs a job. And anytime I've ever taken him to the mall, I've taken him to the mall. He's so, where else have I taken him? I'm taking him all the time in public to the, to the Home Depot. And I took him into Rite Aid one time. He's so well behaved. He sticks right by me. He doesn't do anything wrong. He doesn't bark. He doesn't make a noise. He's very calm, especially for a dog that's never even been through that. It's like he's naturally built for this. That would be his potential, finding the potential. And that made me think about, my gosh, you know, of course, I don't believe in bad dogs. I only believe in humans that don't know how to handle them. I don't care. I realize that there are some tendencies that certain breeds have to do certain things. I'm not a dog expert. I'm not a breeder. I'm not anything like that. I've only watched a whole ton of Caesar Milan, the dog whisper episodes, but I do know that a dog needs to have a job. Either Vince needs to become a therapy dog where he has a job or he needs to become an agility course dog. And I need to learn how to do the agility course. But in order for me to be the best dog mom and the best handler and the best owner, I've got to find potential in him and, and have him rise up to the level of what he's meant to do. I can tell you just laying around by my feet or going on runs with me every morning that are three and a half miles long. That's not truly living up to his potential. Is it a great life? Yeah. I mean, it's a great life. I mean, he's got it really good here. You know, we feed him, we feed him fresh raw food. Uh, he eats really well. He gets to go everywhere with me. I work from home. We don't abuse him. You know, he loves, he gets kisses. He gets songs all the time. I mean, the dog gets bones. He gets a ton from us. He gets to you know, sleep on the bed for snuggles. He has his own fluffy dog bed. I mean, dogs should be so lucky. But is he living up to his potential? No, I don't believe that he is. And I believe that getting him into dog training courses, that's going to be good for me and him. And then possibly getting him into a, a certified therapy dog school to where I can learn how to bring a lot of joy to people, but that Vince can be living up to his true potential. And a lot of entrepreneurs, they come to me and I love talking to entrepreneurs. I love talk. I love being on entrepreneur podcast. I love speaking in public to entrepreneur seminars and conventions and Zooms, you know, anything I can do for entrepreneurs, because I believe I have a, a great rags to riches story from an Idaho farm girl building a $10 million company from nothing from being on Idaho state food stamps. And so I have been through so many things over the last five and a half years, good things, bad things. I have failed miserably. I have had to come back from so many things and I've learned so much. So I do have a lot to offer to entrepreneurs. So I'm really glad when I'm asked to speak or I'm really glad when they ask me questions. And I tell entrepreneurs who ask me, they'll say, I know I should be doing something, but I don't quite know what it is. I do have a feeling inside me that I want to help people. Almost everybody. I mean, guys, it's innate in us to want to help people. It's innate. We're born with it. We naturally want to help people as humans. So that's already in you. And what level that is that we don't, that's just, that's up to you. But people will say, you know, I'm a stay at home mom. And I know I'm meant for more beyond what I do with my family. I know I'm meant to do something. I just don't know what it is. How do I find that something? And I tell people, if you're trying to find what you are good at, if you're trying to find your potential, if you're trying to identify your calling, what you were designed for, because I'll tell you right now, I was designed for exactly this. 
I'm doing exactly what I'm meant to do. I'm doing exactly what I'm anointed to do. This is exactly what I've put on this earth to do, doing this right here, code red, weight loss. So if you're trying to find that, my best advice, and you don't know what that is, my best advice is to just throw things against the wall and see what sticks. Just try things. That's why it's so great. If you've got a child who has, is showing some entrepreneur tendencies, oh my gosh, parents, please, like foster that. Really, really foster that. Do not discourage your child. Don't hold your child down. Don't hold them back. Really encourage them to try new, because it's easier to try new things when you're young. You know, it's easy to try new things. Encourage that in them when they're young and when they can bounce back quickly. And of course, it's okay if you start to do this in your 20s. I mean, I wish I would have known back in my 20s what I know now. I would, because I didn't even start to even make a difference in this world until I was 40 years old. 40 years old. I've been truly making a difference. What I would see, what I would view as making a difference in this world for only about five and a half years. Don't let that be you. If you're younger than me and you are trying to find something that to do with your life and you know it's something, but you don't know what it is, try different things. Try out different stuff to find out where the potential is. Just try things that you love. Try things that you're interested in. Do you want to do makeup? Do you want to sell Mary Kay? Do you want to work on welding projects? Do you like woodworking? Do you want to run a babysitting business? Do you want to run a cleaning business? Do you want to run online Bible courses? Do you want to be a surrogate mother? Do you want to just, it's endless, it's endless in this world what you can do, but you don't know until you try something. And let me tell you, you're going to fail. You're going to fail at some point with something. Even if you hit it on the first try, doing what you love and you're good at it and you hit a home run on the first try, there are things that are going to happen within this home run while you are developing this thing, your potential, that are going to fail within that. And that's where most entrepreneurs, that's where they go wrong because they give up. And can I tell you, you, you just, you can't, you cannot give up. You cannot give up. That's where the, where the rubber hits meets the road. And what separates the men from the boys is where if you keep going in the face of failure, I can tell you here recently, I failed pretty miserably at something pretty big. I don't, I, I got it. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of doing a heart check and I'm, I have failed a lot, by the way, I'm just bringing up one thing. Maybe I'll bring up another thing, make you guys feel better, but I, I rolled out something pretty big and I wasn't, I did a heart check. I did a gut check. I wasn't being cocky about it. I just thought it was good and the public didn't think it was good. And I fail, I fell on my face. I fail miserably. I failed miserably. And I don't quite know what it was that if it was me or my product or my price point or my audience, I don't know, but I didn't stay down. I got knocked down hard, like knocked down hard. I mean, I was lying on the floor, laying in the puddle of my own blood, like kicked in the teeth. I got back up and I said, all right, well, what do we do now? What can I do now? And I tried something else. I tried, I, I kind of changed it a little bit and I released it again to the public. Failed again, failed again. And now I'm trying a third option. I'm going to rewrite my product and I'm going to try it again. And we'll see if I fail again. And if I fail again, then, then uh, maybe I'm going to move on to the next thing. But so many people are so embarrassed and they are, they're humiliated and they don't, 
have what it takes to get back up. And you that's where you're going to have to really dig down deep. You're going to have to get back up. I promise you it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. You're going to screw up. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to fail. Is it going to be as big as me? Maybe, maybe bigger. Maybe it could be a catastrophic. I mean, I've made, I've made catastrophic, maybe not catastrophic because it didn't end code red, but I've made devastating mistakes that weren't necessarily my fault, but that, you know, the buck stops with me. So ultimately everything is my fault. And it cost me $30,000 one month. You know, we ran some ads one time and they, nobody was monitoring them and they, it was, it was a big mess and it ran up a $30,000 bill without having any return, no ROI, no, no ROAS, no return on ad spent, nothing. And it cost me $30,000 in one month. And it was even a low month with code red. And it still, I had to cough up 30 grand of my own money to pay for somebody else's mistake. You know, I mean, and you growing your business, if that's what you're doing will depend on how big of a risk you can take. Now I absorbed $30,000. It hurt a lot and it set me back, but I absorbed it and I kept going. It's going to depend on how, how much can you keep getting beat down? How much can you, how much can you take on by just hits when the hits keep on coming? Can you get back up? I mean, we all have seen the movie Rocky and it doesn't matter how hard you get hit. It's how, it doesn't matter how hard you hit. It's how hard you get hit and still get up. And that's probably why I was a decent fighter. Decent. I mean, decent. I wasn't the greatest fighter and it's because I just didn't, I didn't get knocked down and I didn't get knocked out. I just kept coming forward because I just didn't know any different. And I think that translates into my business. Finding the potential means that you have to look past the failures, the crap, the heartache, and you got to hang on to what is working. I don't know if Vince is going to make a good therapy dog. I don't know if he and I are going to be able to get through dog training courses. I don't know if the dog training course that I pick is even going to be a good match for us. I mean, I think it is because I vetted them and they've come highly recommended and I've, I've gotten advice from people who I, uh, I know. I don't know if I'm going to be a good dog handler. I'm not, I don't know if I'm going to have the right energy. I think I am. I feel pretty confident and pretty sure of myself. I love him. I want what's best for him. And that comes through my energy and I'm confident, I'm calm, I'm level-headed, but I don't know if it's going to work. I don't know if he's going to be a therapy dog. I don't know if, if, he's, if, if maybe I've waited too long. He's 13 months now. I don't know. I don't know, you, but I'm not afraid to try. I'm not afraid to try things. I don't know how long Code Red's going to be around. I don't. I mean, my hair looks cool and I'm rocking this mohawk, but someday I'm not going to want the mohawk anymore. And someday I'm going to get old and wrinkly and, and I won't be able to rock this eyebrow piercing and this cool makeup. I don't know, you guys. I don't know. But for right now, I'm doing what I do know. And I'm living my potential. I, I think that I have more potential, but I don't know what that is. I'm not going to try to play God and try to figure out what that is. I'm doing my best with what I know. And where I think people go wrong is not doing anything. It's not doing... You only fail... When you don't even freaking try, you don't know. Well, what if I, what if I fail? What, what if you don't? It's a 50, 50 chance. It's a 50, 50 chance that Vince is going to be a therapy dog and he's going to be able to wear that therapy dog vest. And we're going to have a license to be able to go and bring joy to people. I don't know. I don't know. It's a 50, 50 chance, but I'm willing to try. I'm not afraid. And when it comes to your kids, oh goodness, guys, I feel so strongly about this. 
your children, be so very careful what you say to them. They are so moldable right now. They are so vulnerable and they're so, they're placid. Is that the right word? They're, 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 they're flexible. And guys, your kid might show certain promise and they, towards a certain thing, they might just be really good in math and science, or your kid might have a really incredible artistic ability, like just, or just really so super well. And, and perhaps, and if they like it, perhaps you can kind of foster that environment, get them a sewing machine, get them a paint set, you know, get them some, my, my parents saw that I had an artistic ability in the fifth grade. I won the state of Idaho contest on the Idaho green, you know, where, cause we live in fire country and always fire safety has been just bred into us since we were little. And I won a contest of making the next poster that the state of Idaho would use and my, and I made it and I, and my slogan that I came up with, and this was in the fifth grade was don't let Idaho go up and smoke. And I won the contest. I got a $50 savings bond. Come on. That was 19, what? 1984 or something, you know, like, I mean, that was a lot of money back then. I, I should find that savings bond now. I don't know what happened to it. It'd probably be worth a million dollars right now, but it was really special. And my parents could see that I was a good artist and they, they always brought that up and they encouraged me. I mean, they didn't, they didn't send me to art classes and they didn't, I mean, they didn't really do anything. My parents didn't have a lot of money and they didn't really have a lot of energy to invest in us girls. I mean, my parents worked full time and it was a hard, hard life we had in Grangemont growing up. Very difficult winters, hard to keep the farm going. My parents were both maxed out. So it, they were not Pinterest parents, okay? I mean, they did the best they could. I'm actually, I was just thinking this today on a sidebar here, how thankful I am that we were raised so tough in such a tough environment because we're all three of us girls are tough on well, Carrie and Carrie and I are tough. Laura is a different, Laura is a different person, a different breed. I don't know. I don't, you know, but Carrie and I are very, very tough and we're hard workers and I'm glad. I'm really glad that my parents raised us to be tough because there was no other choice. So we were, we were forced that way. But if your child is I don't know. I mean, even if your child changes what they want to do every day, mommy, I want to be a, you know, like Anne-Marie said to Carrie, mommy, I want to be an astronaut. She said, yeah, well, you better learn your nines, you know, because she was struggling with her nines timetables because she wouldn't practice. Not because she wasn't smart enough because she wouldn't practice. But continue to help your children have an open mind about what they want to do. There's no way your child at 18 years old, I don't care what you say. My, I mean, these parents that send their kids to college at 18, how on earth does anybody know what they want to do at 18 years old? I do not get that. I do not get that. I mean, I knew at 15 years old that I wanted to be a nurse. And so I went to college to be an RN, but I could have been an Arabian horse trainer. Like I love the Arabian horses and I could have been a lot of different things, you know, but don't cut your kids off. Don't say, and don't portray your, your prejudice or your, your limited thinking on them. If they say they want to be a freaking, I don't know, like I want to, I want to be a farmer. And you say, Oh, little Johnny, listen, farming life is hard. Are you sure? I don't know. I mean, Hey, let little Johnny go live with somebody on a farm and let him see himself how hard it is. Don't, don't cut your kids off. Because we got to find the potential and the only way to know what the potential is, is to try many things. I don't know anybody that nails it on the first time, I, but I got to tell you, I mean, I've been in this industry 26 years and when I created the Code Red Lifestyle, yeah, I was broke. I mean, I didn't do it right on the first time, but I had the right concept on the first try. It just took Natasha coming in my life. It took a business coach. It took some me learning about technology and the internet and how to 
how to get my program out to many people instead of just people coming into my office. Very few people get it right on the first time and you probably won't either. Just be prepared for that. That's okay. Keep moving forward one step in front of the other. It's not how hard you hit. It really isn't. It's how hard you keep coming forward after you get hit. I have fought some of the toughest girls, mostly with all the Hispanic girls I've ever fought are the toughest ones because they don't stop for nothing. You can hit them with everything but the kitchen sink and they don't stop. They just keep coming forward. You can't knock them out. You can't knock a Mexican out is what they say in boxing. And you can't. I mean, maybe you can. I'm just, I'm using this generally. I never could. I never could. They just keep on coming forward. You don't want to fight someone like that. I would take, you know, I, you get these people that have really pretty punches. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's how do they keep coming forward? And do you have the staying power? Do you have do you have what it takes to just throw, just throw things against the wall and find out what sticks and show up even when you fail and show up when you make mistakes? I'm going to take Vinny to dog training classes. I'm going to do my best as his mommy and his handler to practice with him every day. I'm going to follow the instructions. I'm going to try to make him into a great dog. He's already a great dog, but I really want him to live his potential. And I think we've got more in him. I can see it in him. I think he's got more to give. And I'm willing to find out, you know what? I, I sign up for 140 bucks and, and if I fail at it, okay. So Vince and I learned something. Maybe he won't be a therapy dog. He'll just be mommy's good boy. You know, are you mommy's good boy? Are you helping mommy write custom programs? Okay. And laying by my feet all day long. I don't know, but I'm going to give it a try. And I encourage you to look for the potential in things. Find your potential. Don't give up so easily. Don't be so scared. Get on a plane, go to the spa, stop being so afraid of what could happen that probably 99% is not going to happen. Some of you guys live with some serious fear. And I'm telling you, I, I speak that off of you right now. I'm telling you, I want you to break those bonds that you have on you right now of fear and worry that it, you're not going to do well. And well, what if people laugh? Well, what if, what if I fall on my face? Well, what if I make a fool of myself? I break that off of you right now. There's no place for that here. Life is too precious to live in such fear and worry. Try new things. Figure out what you like and try it. Figure out what you want to do and try it. Don't live in this hermit shell, hermit crab kind of a, a shell and just waste away your life. You're meant for more. If you're perfectly happy, okay, great, but you're meant for more. I would bet you're meant for more, and I would bet you're not living your, your true potential, and I would bet you're not even trying. I'm just asking you to try. Whether you would do it or not, at least you can lay on your deathbed and you can say, hey, I gave it my best shot. Most people's regret is not that they didn't make enough money, is that they just were too afraid to try new things. They were controlled by fear, and so many people are controlled by fear. That does not need to be you. Draw strength. Draw strength from me. Draw strength from people around you who set a good example. Give it your shot. Give it your best shot. I think you're going to surprise yourself. And when you mess up, okay, dust yourself off and keep going forward. Like we say, you got to get back on that horse. The 10-pound takedown is the best place to get started. We do have our Code Red app that I believe is available. I don't know if, uh, when this time comes out. I'm not sure, but the Code Red app is when everything is going to be taking place in the Code Red app. So CodeRedLifestyle.com forward slash app. 
or go to the app store and look up Code Red Lifestyle. The Code Red app is going to be the place, a one-stop shop. No more going to Facebook, no more going to YouTube, no more going to other social medias. You can get it all in the Code Red app. Everything is going to take place in that app. So we're really excited. I love you all. Stay in touch. And thank you for watching. Thanks for listening to this episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. If you're not subscribed already, please be sure to do that right now. And if you enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you could do me a quick favor and rate and review this podcast. That would be just so helpful. Speaking of help, let me know if I can help you. Go to coderedlifestyle.com, check out my programs, and see what we can do for you. Until next time, Rebel on.